one we all say hail to. We all say hail because he keeps himself so clean. He's got the power. That's why he's in the shower. Hello, welcome to the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast for Long Shot. My name is Tom Chick, and I've brought along Christian McCliskey. I'd like to be known as Dick Shriveler. <laughs> and with a long shot tagline, we've got Kelly Wand. Finally, a movie that makes Shia LaBeouf's Transformers character hooking up with both <laughs> Megan Fox and Rosie Huntington-Whiteley seem believable. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other second girl's name? Rosie Huntington-Whiteley. Good She's Lord, why do you remember one. all those words for such an unremarkable person? Because I like her. All those words are the title of a song. I don't normally like the skinny ones, but she's got she's got a lot of things. Kelly, one speaking of lots of things going, are there more taglines for Longshot? She's the one who was pregnant in Fury Road. That's my second catchphrase for Longshot. Oh no, that's right. You tried to tell me that before, and I didn't believe it. Right? Yeah, she's in Dark Side of the Moon. I think the one you didn't see because you're like that's. You like the title was bothering like the dark side's not the dark side. It turns around, fucking idiots. I don't think that's true though. I don't. I yeah, I don't recall saying that, but I'd never that's trust me album. on topics of astronomy. Dark side of the moon's like uh, Lucy's gonna get 100% of her brain working, like that level of science. Dark side of the moon can't see. Ah, we're screwed there. Can't even. Nope. No way to observe. Kelly, okay, I think you want... once you have robots from Optimus Prime, all pretensions towards real science have gone out the window. You know his name from Optimus Do you remember the name of their planet? Trans- That's what, I thought the planet was Optimus Prime. Oh, maybe it is. Okay, do they have a bad guy planet? Yeah, the De- Deceptive... Con- no. De- oh, you know what? I don't know. Do they? It's... Yeah, it's something like that, actually. I forget. Yeah. No, but I think it's called Deceptic- Decepticus. Right. It's like the name of the planet. Like they would name their planet after a deception. To like, like it's sort of yeah, it sort of ruins the planet. They're going to trick yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Right. But okay, Kelly, Wand, let's get back down to earth here, and I want more taglines for Long Shot. At okay, least one well, more. Rosie Anderson Whiteley, uh, Decepticus. <laughs> uh, it's like Manchurian Candidate if you watch it on a Molly. Uh, okay, not as good as the first one. How's the third one looking? Especially after that much weight. Uh, haha, she watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> what is this movie dated? <laughs> Woo! That's when I knew I was watching a, the wrong movie genre. It's a period it. piece, Kelly Wand. Is it, though? Well, She's we'll get into really that. The first thing is, thing is, tell the listeners a little bit about this long shot movie. Don't spoil anything. Uh, just the basics, please. All right. Well, this week we saw Long Shot. Mm. A 2019 American romantic comedy. Sorry. <laughs> it's my fault. I would have seen John Wick. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, American romantic comedy movie about how people love pandas and shit. It was directed by Jonathan Levine and written by Dan Sterling and Liz Hanna. It stars Charlize Theron, <sighs> Seth Rogen. Uh. O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, June Diane Raphael, Ravi uh, Patel, Bob Odenkirk, and Andy Serkis. Thing is, what rating is this movie? Should children be allowed to go see it? Yeah, Long Shot like is rated R. What? I guess not. Really? Huh. Yeah. For strong uh, sexual content, that's strong sexual content, language throughout, and uh, some drug content. Mm, soft. 
Kevin, when you feel that that's an incomplete picture of things parents should know about Longshot? If I'd been on the MPAA, I'll just submit my clipboard to them. I wrote down proper use of a babysitter, um, <laughs> some unlikely hookups, adult situations, politics, and blackmail. I give it a six. Bring only six-year-olds. <laughs> um, Longshot opened at number three uh, behind Endgame and The Intruder. but It made $10 million. Uh, the kinds of people who went to see it on Friday night and were then pulled by the CinemaScore staffers as they were leaving the theater, they gave it a B. Ouch. Ooh, that's if like you, a health code B. Yeah, exactly. You know what, Kelly? <laughs> that's exactly the way to think of these. Yeah. Well done. If well you don't better. have an A in front of your movie, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. So The average moviegoer is as picky as the health inspectors. <laughs> Well, says Rotten Tomatoes, hold on a second. And then it points out that 81% of the reviews were positive. That's not bad. No, that's high end. But now here comes Metacritic saying, well, they might have been positive, but they were only 67 out of 100 positive on average. So Uh, a little bit of a mixed bag. Let's find out what we think about it. But first, I like how you massage the numbers so I can understand. I I turned it into a narrative, Kelly Wand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first, though, Kelly Wand, I sort of feel like you and Seth Rogen's character have a lot in common. I would what? like you to recount the events of Longshot. I wish Shot. I had his problems. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like you to tell me everything that happens in Longshot. I want to I see how you saw this movie. I want to see it through your eyes. I would like you to give me a synopsis of the plot, and I would like you to call such a thing a Longstopsis. Just added a T in the middle. Well, I took out the O. That's a good point. You can add letters if you get another letter right. Okay. Um, the long shopsis. I can't believe you said that. Shopsis. I just took the no, whole out of long shot. I thought I was like the Seth Rogen. His well, I know you both have a prescription for anxiety medication. And would sleep with Charlize Theron. <laughs> right, that puts right. us in a really rare minority of adults. <laughs> oh, he's so – all right. I'm outraged that you said that. We'll get into that <clears throat> after this important message on what happens in the movie. A long shopsis. Seth Rogen's undercover at a Trump rally. His <laughs> <laughs> Caucasian enthusiast friends. All. And that's why I say if we're going to improve our community, we need to start by killing the Jews. Ah, Jews, yeah. Hey, Christmas shorter. Seth's all, yeah, boo Old Testament, uh, Mazeltov, Lahayim. Hey, let's give Seth a swastika tattoo like we all have. White skin is pure except for tattoos. Oh, fuck, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> okay, uh, guys, look, Seth's got a Jewish star tattoo, and he's been recording us the whole time, and he's Jewish, and Seth Rogen. <laughs> You've just been rogan Seth jumps out a window and misses a car and lands on a sidewalk, although the car really wouldn't have been that bad. Beside me, Rebel Wilson rolls her eyes. That people <laughs> fall over. <laughs> Seth shambles off bleeding while all the skinheads laugh at him for not destroying their car. And in random political news, Charlize Theron! <laughs> She's left acting to become Secretary of State. More importantly, her body is smoking hot. However, saying so on the news isn't sexist because her face is equally hot, along with her voice, nerve endings, and toenails. But also her mind. I'd fuck the shit out of her exposed brain. How about you, Tucker? Uh, maybe if you sprayed a little perfume on it. Uh... Oh, you too. 
in your genitalia. Meanwhile, Charlize says to her phone, Sorry about all those bilaterals, Mr. President. She hangs up, then while she puts clothes on, practices giving a speech to her mirror. Would you ask a male Secretary of State whether they played Snow White or the Huntsman? She goes and delivers a televised speech to the real mirror on the White House steps, then goes inside, where Bob Odenkirk has left acting to become president and watch himself on TV. Hey, Charlize, wait, wait. He points to himself on TV. This is my favorite part. Hell with diplomacy, General. Let's blow up the sun. It's good stuff, sir. I also loved you as Aquaman's brother. <laughs> Charlize, I've decided I'm not running for re-election. I want to be in movies. Only ten people have made that leap from presidency to motion pictures. Mencia, Lincoln. Sir, enough about you. Are you endorsing anyone? Well, you, for secretary. Uh, I am secretary. Secretary of State? No, I just meant normal secretary. She's got a big brain and a couple other assets. Later in a PowerPoint room. So the good news is we're pilots in this, and your face is a 92, and that's for a living candidate. We're pilots in this still. Um, getting back to my character's uh, political views in this, yeah, this is technically a rom-com. We don't really drill down. Now, as you can see, you need to work on using your hands to wave instead of your elbows, as you did in this one instance ever. There won't be any callbacks ever to this or your micro-napping, uh, are not a problem, by the way, during your speeches. Uh, many male viewers aren't even aware that you're talking. Meanwhile, in Randall Park's office, <laughs> Seth, good news. We were just bought by Fox News. What? Bro, we did three articles on how gay marriage causes hurricanes. They tried to kill it. I can't even do the math on that. <laughs> also, we have to cut two-thirds of our staff, so we're only keeping everyone's feet. And also, <laughs> tone it down. What? I'm awesome. Ugh. <laughs> It's just like me, Tom. <laughs> Same build. <laughs> Seth, you're a great writer. The audience has to take my word on that. You've just a little too much. Um, pretty sure the audience is ahead of me on that. Uh, at least let me fire you so you get unemployment. Fuck you, I couldn't get nothing. Take that, Trump Murdoch character. Ugh. Seth goes home, opens his fridge, and drinks a baggie of salt water. Hello, 40 and Times? Hey, good news, I'm available to work. Oh, uh, Seth Rogen. No, with an E. No, Rogen's also with an E. Later at his black friend's work. Hey, everybody, this is Seth Rogen with an A. He's sad, so everybody got the day off. I love y'all, except you, Tad, eating bagels. Fuck you, you're fired. Later on the sidewalk. <laughs> I don't always get the jokes in the movies. Man, I can't believe the Trump era is dumb for writers. Who saw that coming? Oh, Hey, yo, come to a party tonight. Secretary of State, boys to men. Ugh. That night at the party, to her mean friend, Francie, Charlize is all, I can't eat skewered foods. I look like a fucking caveman. That's what guys think when they look at me trying to tear meat off a stick. Oh, cameras everywhere. <laughs> Just like in prehistoric times. I wonder my elegant score is a fucking two. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote different jokes. Her idiot friend helps by flicking food at a tall extra with a beard. <laughs> Who does nothing. Since the Secret Service actors aren't in this shot, her friends make a human wall while Charlize kneels and gargles some chicken. Canadian PM is nine feet away. His dick is two feet away. 
How old shall we? I'm so small, we. <laughs> Stupid Canadian accent. I live there. That's how they all talk. Embarrassing. Should pay tomorrow. Hey, Charlize, let's get a pic of you and the PM uh, standing awkwardly beside each other. And in musical appearances at parties, ladies and gentlemen, boys to men. <laughs> Shalwees, I have poetical things to say. Yeah, music. Woohoo! Charlize parties and dances to a song. She's never doing her job. Well, six drugs. Parties and dances to a song performed by boys to men, called Boys to Men. Told y'all this would be dope, Seth. Bright means white. I even had three people tell my music they love me. Shawees, I will take a snow check on dot dance. Get to yoke. <laughs> Suddenly, Seth sees Charlize dancing and staring at him. Dude, I kind of know her. She was my babysitter. It was back in 1882. <laughs> Which is why I believe that recycling garbage would stave off human extinction by at least three weeks. Oh, sure, Charlies, you're more inspiring than Bush and Quail combined. I vote for you. I went in for the kiss, then my 13-year-old boner stabbed her in the leg. She was all, eh, it's okay, eh. Then her boyfriend came in and went, look it, boner. Then she forgot she was babysitting me and left. <laughs> then she lost to a two-prom platform. Why didn't she just raise to three? Bro, she locked your boner, said it was okay. And that was when it was 13. How much bigger is it now? Um. <laughs> also, ain't it a little far-fetched you never told me or anyone before now that our U.S. Secretary of State used to be your babysitter? <laughs> Implausible, doesn't it? I mean, be the first thing I'd tell people. Sir, Ms. Theron would like you to walk up some stairs and look at her in slow motion. <laughs> Bro, pull a neg. Tell her how good she was in stealth. <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm Seth Rogen, uh, but my name and this is uh, Fred Flartsky, uh, my black friend. <laughs> Brought me to annoy boys to men. Yeah, I just did that. The boys, <laughs> not the men. Uh, so I'm cooler than your friend. Charlize, by the way, zero recollection of your name, Fred Flartsky, although your adult face looks nothing like a kid actor's that I used to babysit. Oh, awesome. What have you been up to? Uh, JK, Secretary of State. Uh -huh. yeah. Which one's that again? Rupert Murdoch comes over. Charlize, you've been avoiding me! <laughs> Not successfully. Ah, uh, yeah! Snap! See? She can do comedy. Who's your fat, boring friend? Seth Flartsky, I'm a journalist. Uh, unemployed, not your fault. Oh, you're backless. Oh, wasn't expecting that. Oh, Charlize is too. Oh, God. Okay, I guess I'll leave the party and not say anything to embarrass my black friend. Fox News sucks! Seth tricks Rupert Murdoch the same way he tricked the skinheads, by tumbling a fatal distance onto his face. <laughs> Beside me, Mr. Glass is all, Classic Flartsky! <laughs> Seth's black friend, who's just seen his friend possibly die, goes, Crack it down! Later, in a car. See, it's all over the internet. We're pilots in this. And also him falling down some stairs. If he writes anything like he walks. I predict this is the most embarrassing video of his character will watch on YouTube in this movie. Yeah, since he lived, it's funny. 
Oh, yeah, I babysat him. I remember now because he fell over stuff when he was a kid, too. Always trending on YouTube. Classic Flartsky. Later. <laughs> so how's Seth's characters writing in this? Two-party system can suck a dick, make it two dicks. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> huh. I like how when he rewrites his titles, he just leaves in the first thing he wrote also. That's pretty cool. Let's hire him. Why, don't... Why doesn't my character already have writers in this later hello <laughs> mr flartsky this is francie mcgillicuddy from secretary charlize theron's office she wants to meet with you we're setting a car i feel scared damn seth you body body that doesn't mean anything <laughs> driver helped my boy with his seatbelt. he fall a lot i love you bro and you i like seth later at the pedagogue <laughs> sir empty your pockets uh, okay, uh, <laughs> just because you have a gun and a badge, you're not a real cop. Uh, okay, here's my sativa, indica, bong, here's my cocaine, uh, it's uranium, it's prescription, uh, some moon rocks, uh, it's my shoe, uh, it's mushrooms, two keys of China white. Wait, I was saving this cucumber wrapped in foil for the metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> the guard's face is all, what the? Oh, I wish there was something I could do here, legally. God! So helpless and powerless in my position. Ugh. Hi, Seth. Will you sign this, please? It's an NDA. Seth explains to the audience what that stands for. <laughs> Charlize twirls in. Ah, oh, Seth, good to see your stunt guy wasn't injured in that fall. Why am I here? Can you still babysit me at the same rate? <laughs> Odenkirk's not seeking re-election. No way! What? Fucking sick! He wants to move into movies. Um, stoner romantic political comedies that open against Avengers. Oh. Wow. Awesome. Not everyone can go from president to movies. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, well, just because she won an election. I want to make a speech about dairy pollution. Naturally, I thought of you. After I eat dairy, I'm one of the world's biggest polluters. Excuse me, this isn't the Seth Rogen vehicle I signed on for. <laughs> I call it my Global Pollination Initiative. We prefer to call it the Bees Knees Squeeze Legalese. Our poll show alliteration among illiterates is a 69. <laughs> what fuckface here is trying to say is that I obviously need some writers to punch up my speeches. For some reason, when I talk, guys always seem distracted. I guess my words suck. So I'll try a fat person's. What do you need to know my weight by? Now. Uh, maybe, no, I don't know, uh, 20 minutes of the movie, uh, okay, now 22, <laughs> 23. What's the problem? Is this initiative going to be really awesome or just be some BS third act MacGuffin? Because I only write fart jokes for initiatives that are serious about the environment. I wasn't listening. Are you in? I'm in! <laughs> let's save a planet! Later on Air Force 10... Hey, Charlize, I wrote some jokes. Thought I'd come tell you personally. <laughs> Charlize. <gasps> yeah, I was micro-napping. Don't worry, it's the only time I do it. It's not a plot point or anything. Let's see. With every frack, we're butt-fucking the Earth? Personal experiences are good. That's why I thought you'd like the butt-fuck stuff. Or, or better yet, high school. At that time in eighth grade in the cafeteria, and you were all, Mother Earth's the biggest underdog of all, except for Pluto. And then you'd set fire to the flag, and then you'd smash the coke machine. <laughs> I learned a lot from that election. The cafeteria worker I assaulted asked me out to prom two. Yeah, I didn't go to any of my proms. I'm no Carrie White. 
She smiles, obviously asleep again. There's a montage of them walking past extras dressed as dignitaries while sensitive music plays. Our words all Stockholm Syndrome. Miss President, we welcome you to Sweden. <laughs> hey, Charlize, uh, you don't seem to be in the middle of anything here. Uh, I had some cool ideas about going to war with Europe. Yeah, tell me later. Also, I wrote your inauguration speech here. Uh... My name is Charlize Theron. Hi, I'm running for president, and I hope you'll remember me at the ballot the box this sweet November. You said you didn't want to sound angry. Yeah, but not like I have a head injury. Change it to Jade Scorpion. Beside me, Julia Louise-Dreyfus is all. I don't think that's funny. I don't think that's funny at all. <laughs> Same genre. I, I, yeah. Seth, do you have any grown-up clothes to wear to the Danish Pirate Festival tonight? <laughs> I'd be thrilled to dress Seth for tonight. That night, Seth comes down some fancy stairs wearing his green hornet costume. <laughs> Remember? We were there. Blonde woman in it. I guess he didn't notice how it looked till after he put it on and came down the stairs. He looks down at himself and goes, <laughs> Charlize does a spit take. Or just spits on him. Damn you, Francie! Oh! What? It's traditional Swedish pirate. Ha ha, tonight your presence will make my candidate look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a raise. Later in some snow. Great, Seth. You screaming and running around during the banquet and assaulting Francie with a laptop just caused a nuclear war and the stock market to crash. So, you're ruining my integrity as political speechwriter, Secretary of Bra. Ha, now my laptop's in the snow. No, my laptop! <laughs> Charlize is touched by his fat stupidity and total disregard for security clearance. Suddenly, they stare at some green CG in the sky. Huh, are you crying? It looks just like my uh, laptop's monitor. That night on the news, when I was a kid, I didn't want to be president so much as watch 90210. Ah, Tori Spelling. Ah, Donna Martin graduates. And in teleprompter news, Charlize Theron again. She made a speech comparing herself to a show from the 90s that was on Fox, the same network whose news division this movie is skewering in other scenes. I'd like to ground her ass. Alicia? Wink. Charlize has always been the Andrea Zuckerman in the body of Kelly Taylor from behind, whose love interest in this movie is much like Steve Sanders or even David Silver season one. Uh, I know. <laughs> I watched it. Later in a room. Hey, Charlize, sorry for caring earlier. By the way, I googled the word speech and writing, and it told me to ask you random questions for seven minutes. So, pay me for doing that. Question one. What do you do again? Well, I read synopses of Game of Thrones episodes. Wow, how about all those Bran Stark payoffs? Reading synopses online, Charlize, if you don't watch the whole series of Game of Thrones, <laughs> your soul is dead inside. We shot this a year ago. <laughs> Sensitive music plays. That's how she got elected, see? By pretending to watch it. Sensitive music plays. She said Game of Thrones. Question two. What's your favorite book? The Velveteen Rabbit. 
later. No way, you farted on the chief's staff and puked in a bag? Maybe we are compatible. It wasn't puke. What? Uh, I mean, question number three, favorite sexual position. It's too complicated to explain. Question four, are you dating the Prime Minister of Canada? Nah, we flirt, it's weird. It out once. Oh yeah, uh, Bin Laden rimmed me. That's what got me into journalism. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I guess, uh... <laughs> Guys don't want to date women hotter than them. I'm okay with it. They start to kiss. Suddenly the building they're in blows up. Charlize <laughs> and Seth carry people out on their backs. Gerard leans over to me and goes, well, this is clearly a dream sequence. <laughs> Jacob's ladder. <laughs> he got killed by the Nazis. <laughs> Al Creek's thing. <laughs> Seth and Charlize hide in the freezer from The Shining and vaguely wonder if their friends are alive. Charlize, when I was 12, I peed on a dog to impress it. Seth? Seth? Seth, do breathing exercises. Uh, uh. She smiles hornily at him as he sweats and shits his pants in panic. Sensitive music plays. Charlize, that explosion was the best second of my life. Uh. She makes her usual expression. <laughs> Think you want me to kiss you? But I don't want to make the same mistake I did when I was 12 and get hard. She yawns. They start making out. The maid opens the door. Mm -hmm. oh, no, no, no. No. The white man's world. Their black secret service friend also walks in. Uh, good news. We only lost 300 troops. Thousands of wounded. Springsteen sing. Springsteen sings about how horny Seth Rogen makes him over a montage of nothing happening. Later, at some crowded, unspecified function, Charlize is at a lectern. And that is why I believe starvation in Ethiopia is... Oh, fuck it, Seth. Come work on that speech with me right now. They go into someone's kitchen and fuck. <laughs> an Ethiopian in a suit uncertainly approaches the lectern. Um, ten seconds later... Oh, Charlize, I'm going to come soon. Oh, hard R. Really? Me too. Oh, sorry. Don't know what happened. It usually lasts much longer than that. Hey, we both said, oh, when we came. Made a stupid face. We're terrific. <laughs> when they wake up, they find a helicopter has dropped them onto a desert island. <laughs> it's like night and day. <laughs> Along with Charlize's black friend, who's fishing. Hi. Uh, scared me! Uh, uh, don't tell anyone I'm banging Charlize. They wouldn't believe me. You should have seen Charlize's face during the pitch. They take a helicopter ride over some water. Seth calls his black friend. Dude, this is great. For once I'm dating a girl who's rich and dresses me. Don't worry, Seth. Just say you're worthy of love. There's a summit with Canada and Buenos Aires. So Charlize comes out wearing an Evita dress and starts dancing. <laughs> All right, Seth, I know you guys are boning. How can you tell? Ugh. Charlize told me. Really? No, you just did. You're so screwed. This movie would never happen. Ever, ever, ever. Was this a Franco vehicle and you just are filling in? Me too. <laughs> Excuse me, Charlize. I will give you a few restrictions on Wumba. 
But I want to <laughs> dance. Seth watches them dance. Francie's all, ha ha, look how good they look together. I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of love. Seth looks sad. He had no idea other guys would want to dance with Charlize Theron. <laughs> Suddenly a light bulb appears over his head. Seth said Charlize had drank with a napkin in it, on which he wrote, I have a crush on Hitler. <laughs> he points to Hitler standing near him. Charlize smiles affectionately. Later, in a different kitchen... <laughs> I was just thinking the skinheads, if they'd known he was standing next to Hitler, might have... Like, he could have used that. Like, oh, no. Never mind. Later, in a different kitchen, similar to all the other ones. I you have a crush on me. I have a crush on me, too. Seth plays his ringtone. Want to dance? They dance slowly, then sing along. She goes in for the kiss, but he hugs her. We watch them dance through the little round window of the door, while outside everyone else at the party dances and smiles, glad that Seth and Charlize are gone. <laughs> Although they are also have to listen to Seth's music playing over the speakers for some reason. <laughs> uh, it's good to be the king. Later, while the Secret Service guys and the maid listen glumly at the door, Fuck me from behind and slap my ass real hard. Oh, Seth, I love you. Also, choke me a little bit. What the? Francie and the Indian guy coming in here naked. What? I thought you hated each other. <laughs> we do. A woman's present. Trust me, I know. Those hands have been places. Charlize's face is all me and my crack staff. And in political news, the leaders of over 100 countries have expressed interest in spanking and choking the Secretary <laughs> of State. And love how great she was in Divergent. Later. Damn it, the president told me I have to kill my environmental initiative. Oh, rich people hate trees. Don't worry, ma'am. I painstakingly prepared this multi-tiered counter-proposal. I need to be alone with Seth, please. <laughs> Non-losers, out. Oh, Seth, please. I hate this fucking job. I wish I didn't give a shit about anything. You really inspire me. Hey, I know. Let's go get fucked up. I want to do a molly with you. They go out to buy a molly. I guess there's... It's ecstasy. Charlize wears a red hat, so no one notices that her exposed face is hot. <laughs> Later. Nope, I don't feel anything. Wah, my jaw feels weird. I want more baby. <laughs> so that Charlize have sex on acid. Then they go to a rave and dance for a while. Secret service guys and the maids sigh at us. <laughs> I look over at Hillary sitting beside me and go, I'm glad they're slowing the pace down a little bit. There was just kind of too much going on. There was too much tension. Uh, Madam Secretary, it was cool watching you do that drug deal earlier and have sex, but we have a situation. Shit, Seth, how much longer will this last? Oh, we just re-upped, so four or five hours. Later, in a war room. Madam Secretary, one of our planes went down over Ishtari airspace. Thank you, General. <laughs> Good job. Uh, extend the pilot. My confabulations. My crab of apple. Meeting adjourned. You're all fired. <laughs> DEFCON 1. <laughs> Madam Secretary, you're wearing sunglasses. That's the weirdest thing going on, in my opinion. There. I have alopecia in both eyes. Charlize picks up someone's phone. It's not plugged in. Hey, I say, you can't bully me just because you were in Red Sparrow. Your president called me a foreigner. I demand he apologize to me over Instagram or we kill someone off screen. Francie, me and Charlize are on drugs right now. Uh. Then my legal duty is to go, shh. <laughs> Charlize switches phones. 
uh, Shalom, listen, Akbar, we do negotiate with Holomies, so we'll send you some cheese and send back our pilot's finger or something. And in drug war news, Charlize Theron! <laughs> she was stoned and just did something on the phone that was the smartest thing ever. Charlize, thoughts? If you want Arabs to like you, take heavy drugs before you talk to them. Peace out, bitches. Fuck you! <laughs> Everybody cheers. Ah, she's a genius. Diplomacy, yeah. Later. Hey, everybody, look. Charlize Theron's getting off a plane. Everybody cheers again. Can only women take drugs while freeing hostages? Here to discuss are Brett Ratner and James Franco. Later. And this is what J-Lor looks like next to a potato. You see where I'm going with this? Francie. Later at the White House. You rang, Mr. President? Charlie's, I want to be more like Ashton Kutcher, so if you don't let us destroy the environment, we'll post this on YouTube. He opens a laptop. Oh, hey, Charlie's, it's Seth. Uh, <laughs> Rogan? Nope. Did he? Nope. That's an E2. Hey, uh, want to come to my room and have sex with me real quick? Uh, hello? He sighs, pours some rupees into wine, then masturbates to Charlize on the news talking about abortion. He shoots jizz into his beard. Trump Murdoch and Odenkirk Six, we just watched it together. <laughs> in the White House, snapped the laptop shut. Charlize sighs. It was a pretty good speech, although he wrote it, so which of us is he really jerking? Off to. to celebrate, she makes Seth watch it with her. <laughs> Whoa, look at that load. That's from you. Don't worry, Seth. I took the deal. What? Come on. Everybody films themselves drinking rosé while they do that. that. Fuck you, Charlize. You suck for this not turning you on even more. Besides, I was actually thinking about Henstridge. <laughs> not taking that risk. Look, Francie can scrub your beard, the interview, everything you've ever written until you're ready to be seen in public with me. Wait. Want to make your boyfriend more presentable? What kind of woman are you? Charlize yawns and leaves. Later, when Seth goes to Y to his black friend. What, the guy who asked everyone to take a day off work because his stoner friend was sad as a Republican? Did Benioff and Weiss write this? <laughs> Beside me, Lindsey Graham rolls his eyes. Seth, get Charlize, I can believe, but come on! Wait, so your character's allied with the Trump Murdoch character? Don't think about that part. Okay, uh, I guess I learned a lesson. Never judge a black book by its cover color. Fuck, I've lost Charlize forever, unless the handsomest man in the world also turns out to be retarded. <laughs> Meanwhile, at a bar party. Yes, the polls say I shouldn't whaff in public because my whaff's dumb. So dot's sad. I like to whaff constantly, but no wheezing. You're a fascinating man. Here's my presidential whaff. Ugh. How about after dinner, we go to a place called Mini Bar. You need a key to get in and get charged every time you we move a bottle. It is a joke. I need my hotel room to have sex with me. <laughs> What's my real laugh? <laughs> he inhales an oyster. Charlie sighs miserably. Seth wouldn't pay for alcohol. Sad music plays while <laughs> Seth walks across the street. Since she misses Seth Rogen, Charlize decides to start watching Game of Thrones in season seven. <laughs> Same app she read the synopsis for already. She looks enthralled. Boy, is this movie dated. Charlize eats ice cream. Her cell phone farts. On the screen, a generic avatar is all flartsky. Hello? Beep. Hey, <clears throat> hey Seth. It's Seth. I mean, it, hey, it's Seth Rogen. Uh, Rogan? 
Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was right about everything, and you were wrong. I'll be your Lyle Lovett. Uh, hope this phone's not bugged. I'll do anything to fuck you again, please. They hang up. Charlize makes your usual expression. Sorry about you and Seth. You guys were great. Look at the luck improving on him. Seth called. He offered to renounce his dignity just to keep having sex with me. Oh, respect him so much. Later, Seth meets his black friend in a bar to watch the girl who dumped him give a speech on TV. <laughs> Hello, I'm former actress Charlize Theron. <laughs> Reindeer games? No? Uh, and I'm here to tell you what I told Blockbuster Video when I was 10. I quit this bullshit job loser so I can be president of the United States. She courteously pauses and stops talking so that in the bar, Seth's black friend can go, Hey, yo, y'all should date Taylor Swift next. I'd watch that movie. Fuck this one. Charlize waits till he's done, then sighs into her microphones. My point is, I want to be the America we deserve. Yeah, astronaut's wife, yeah. Because if the young actress who played me in the boner scene could see me standing here right now, she would be so... She... She, she would be, she, oh, uh, that, if I, she stood and saw owner, she'd, that actress right now would, would be <sighs> disappointed in our arc for not having sex with Seth Rogen longer. That's the only way I can win this election is by saying that aloud. By the way, the president I work for and that you all voted for, Bob Odenkirk, is evil and stupid. I hope he doesn't fire me for saying any of this. He's going to release a video of a guy I was dating jizzing into his beard. <laughs> yeah! Shaving sucks! Shaving sucks! I stand up in the back and raise a fist like Dingus. Hooray for the Secretary of State! <laughs> Seth, bro, it's the end of the movie. You gotta go get her! Now! And, and, and he jerks off. And so do all of you. An old man in wheelchairs all, Hey, fuck yeah, doing it right now. Keep talking, sugar tits. <laughs> Deal with it, America. Charlize does a bike drop killing someone and storms off. The song from Goodfellas plays while cars with Charlize and Seth and them drive around, unimpeded by anything. Eventually, at Seth's apartment, Charlize! Bye. <laughs> I guess I had my Secret Service guys break into your apartment and then leave. Um, <laughs> that happens off screen. Seth Rogans, I love you. I know I do, because I've never been so scared by life. And I want shared an escalator with Kellen Lutz. <laughs> I've been in love with Kellen since he was 12 years old. They kiss while some music approves. <laughs> Suddenly, his doorbell buzzes. Gary! Hey, bro, there's a million people out here. That's more important than anything you're doing. Seth and Charlie sheepishly walk outside. Hey, look, it's a guy who jerked off to Charlie's Theron. And Charlie's Theron. <laughs> yeah! I'm glad you're all here, crowd people. This is Seth. Seth Rogans, my boyfriend. Isn't he great? Everyone looks away uncomfortably. Francie walks up. <laughs> Hi, Seth. We were enemies in this. 
but I'd like to stand next to you guys in this shot while the crowd stares at us. <laughs> they all hug while the camera slowly loses interest. Later. And six months later, news. Uh, thanks to her three-prom platform, Prometheus's Charlize <laughs> Theron is now being sworn in as our first female blonde president. I sure hope she doesn't overreact uh, with physical violence uh, whenever she's menstruating. Ow! Fuck you guys, I quit! Leading <laughs> murders with a coffee bug. <laughs> to make her point. While some words tell us who lit the sex scene, Seth gives us a White House tour. And this is a portrait of me by Seth MacFarlane. Uh, no relation. And this is the Oval Office, if you know what I mean. And I'm the first mister. <clears throat> Beside me, Gosling's all. The correct term is first man. <laughs> <laughs> I finally went to find out who killed Kennedy. Seth, don't say. Shh. It was Lincoln. Shh. Suddenly, Charlize stares at Seth in horrified disbelief as if they've just met. Beside me, naked Arnold's all, I prefer to watch the movies about the more believable relationships like me and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yens? <laughs> wow. I don't know. I felt long the movie, but it's over now. Everything's over now. All right, yeah, well, Kelly. Long shot. Yeah, you made it through a rom com. Uh, English. Wait, not in English or in English? Not in English. It was two hours. No, you did see it. Right, right. Yeah, it's over two hours. Yeah. So why don't you go first, Kelly? Juan? what's a movie that's better than this, and a movie that's not quite as good? And what do you think? Um, my categories for over and under are schlub gets hot girl movies, mm -hmm. and um, my over would be there's something about Mary, um, because I think it's funnier, and there's a scene at the beginning where Matt Dillon is telling Ben Stiller that he's found Mary, and he's, he's secretly hot for her, but to throw Ben Stiller off the scent, he goes, oh, she looks, she's hideous, she's fat, she's handicapped, she has a bunch of kids, she's a nightmare, and Stiller's response is to offer to help Mary somehow, so he deserves her. Well, Seth Rogen of this, I don't understand why she would have – I don't know. Like, to be, you have to be sort of extraordinary to pull off uh, – I don't – you know, whatever. Uh, my under's greed hoarded because uh, <laughs> yeah, he was even douchier. He was like a fat, rich guy, and he got even more rewards out of it because he beat – he was even better at fighting than his Asian martial artist assistant, and he got camera because of that. So that's even worse than this. Um so I liked some of the dialogue occasionally, but uh, I think it should have either made fun of itself more or just been really dumb. And I think it was trying to warm my heart, so I was really uh, hostile to it. Mm -hmm. And the characters don't make sense. It's not good. Like every 90th line is kind of funny. Okay. Yeah. Don't watch this movie. Bye. Dingus, what's a movie better than this? A movie that's not quite as good? What would you think? Uh, all right. Uh, uh, I thought it was cute. It was fine. Uh, it made me uh, giggle a few times. Um, it brought tears to my eyes a couple of times. Uh, uh, I just love Charlize so much. And uh, so uh, over it, uh, real quick, I would put uh, a movie called The American President that was directed <laughs> by Rob Reiner and written by Never Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. Um, it's, it's no Dave. That's what I would say. Right. Uh, the American President is fine. It's It's... It's along along these lines in some ways of uh, of a movie where uh, there's a bachelor president 
Uh, right. She's basically a bachelorette. Super hot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, who who uh, finds somebody that he has no other love interests at all. Or... Exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it works out even though it's it's fraught with difficulty. Uh, under this, I would put the interview just because it's another political yeah. comedy. Um, I kind of liked the interview, but it's James Franco like Seth Rogen thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Uh, but it's uh, well, no, I I would put it under it. I, I actually I, I I liked it just fine. It was it was cute. That's what I would call it, and I, I think that's damning it with faint praise. You, Tom? Uh, this is not my preferred genre, but I can appreciate a good romantic comedy as much as the next guy. Not the sort of thing I seek out. Um, but, man, I really like this a lot because ah. it has the stuff that I want in a romantic <laughs> comedy, and that's two appealing leads and a clever script. And I don't ask for much more, and I think this has both of those. So my over and under are going to be other romantic comedies that I like for the same reason. Uh, and I'm not going to bracket. I'm just going to give you a best and worst case example of this. But my over is Down With Love, which I think is just inspired. Uh, it's it's also just so shrewdly directed, and it looks beautiful. Both of the leads are just fantastic. The two supporting, you know, the best friend characters are also great. Uh, just really clever. Even if you don't like romantic comedies, Down With Love is just such a good movie that it transcends its genre. My under, <clears throat> which I also a movie that I like, and I don't think it's that good, it's super formal formulaic because this is formulaic by the way and i don't think it's trying oh, to be yeah. anything but and the movie that's my under is also very formulaic and it's a movie with simon Pegg and lake bell who i didn't really like until i saw her in this uh and i find both of them very appealing in this movie it's called man up uh and it's just a cute script and they're both just so watchable that in spite of the fact that i'm not into romantic comedies i really enjoyed that so on the spectrum of romantic comedies that are formulaic, uh, well, other than Down With Love, uh, just as far as romantic comedies go that I like, this would be between Man Up, way, way better than Man Up, uh, but nowhere near as good as Down With Love. And yeah, I was totally into it, mainly because, as Dinga said, I just am so enamored of Charlize Theron and the different kinds of movies that she does. Uh, I had said before, she's kind of my Harrison Ford. Um, so if, if you're like a kid who grew up with Harrison Ford watching Raiders of the Lost Ark and Star Wars, and then you saw him do some schmaltzy romantic comedy, which I don't know which ones he's done, but I'm sure he's done some. Working working Girl. There you go, Working Girl. Working Girl doesn't do a thing for me, but I, I imagine like if you were just completely just head over heels taken with Harrison Ford the way I am with Charlize Theron, you would probably be into Working Girl the way that I'm into She is Longshot. great at it. Or what's the one he does with um, Witness. The Six Days, Seven Nights? Um, oh, with uh, uh, Josh Hartnett. No, Anne. <laughs> the Anne Hayes uh, one. I actually Anne want to Hayes. see that now that I've got a newfound appreciation of Anne Hayes. Yeah. yeah. This is African Queen. Did you? Here's the thing. I thought Charlize was awesome in this, but did you think they had chemistry? Because I didn't. The Seth character was dragging me down. Uh, yeah, I did. I mean, I I thought that they they both seemed to be having a lot of fun with each other. Now, I I completely understand uh. the argument that they don't make a convincing <laughs> couple. Uh, like I can. You know, it, it's it's an unlikely script, and it's it kind of <laughs> it requires some suspension of disbelief. Yeah, but it maybe takes I just place the genre. Well, yeah. I think that she. I mean, I have the too the, easy the too same easy. problem as um. Oh, geez, I can't remember. It's a show that you were on, Tom. Uh, Patton Oswalt was on. Uh, Young adult. Then, 
I, I, a show that I was on. I don't. I think you were on it. And Kevin, what's his name? Oh, Queen of King, King of Queens, King, King of Queens. Weren't you on there? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where like some Lee Remini? What's her name? Uh, yeah, yeah, Lee Yeah, because she's totally um, smoking hot, and I remember in real life. Yeah, yeah, and her and Kevin James. Yeah, yeah. And just thinking, what? Come on, why are we doing this? But I think that the this movie justifies it because uh, this is partly some of my some something that I read that a, a friend of mine wrote to me the other night. And she said, you know, one of the, the one of the things I find most appealing about a person is sense of humor. And uh, I really uh, I really love your sense of humor. And um, I like that you appreciate my sense of humor. Um, and so I think that she she's responding to that. And I think the movie justifies it on those grounds, even though they're not physically necessarily compatible uh he's a, she's funnier he, than him though he's supposed to be a really good writer and also very funny and they have a, a little bit of a history that they have both kind of carried forward and so i can justify it on those grounds but i understand the objection but you know not everybody looks at looks the same way i mean as everybody else looks at looks uh, so you know maybe maybe physically we might not think of them you know, as as Charlie's dating Pierce Brosnan or something, or whomever, Brad Pitt, whatever. Uh, but she she appreciates the things about his personality that um, that other people might not, and I like that. The only scene that I thought worked like that, like oh, he's actually improved her life, is and it's one of her best scenes, is where she is on the Molly and she's negotiating that scene. I thought that was really good, and that's like. Okay, see, their their relationship's positive for her career. Part part Most of the, the form- time, yeah. Part of the formula that's going on here, Kelly Wand, I think, uh, is it's kind of doing a, a weird flipped script on the idea of the manic pixie dream girl, where uh, the manic pixie dream girl, uh, you know, she she she's a quirky character and she's she uh, makes the the lead character appreciate his life, uh, and. I think that what they're doing is making Seth Rogen that kind of character. He's like quirky and lovable, and he makes her appreciate the important things in life. Uh, and that that's a that's a, a fixture of this. It's a part of the formula. Um, so he, I, say, he says he's never been happy before, and now he is. Uh, of course, he is. Well, he's also like. Be. I mean, she's making the idea too. Is he's making her happy? It's the the whole sense. Like right. he's making her laugh, and part of the the movie establishes that humor isn't really something that is part of her life. So that when he comes into her life and he brings this humor, the movie expects us. You know, the movie wants us to understand that's partly why she's responding to him. Uh, and Kelly, one, you may not have this going for you, but I really, really like. And I mentioned this when we were talking about Rebel Wilson. I just love how naturalistic Seth Rogen is as an actor. I never get the sense that he's reading someone else's words. Uh, He always acts as if he's written his own dialogue, and I find that a strength. And I just find him, for the most part, really compelling to watch. Uh, And I'm guessing you don't have that opinion towards him. Uh, It's soured over time, but there's some I like and some I don't. Okay. But in this one, like I like This is the End more than you do. And um, I like Pineapple Express a lot. Wasn't he in Jonathan Levine's uh, last or no movie? Yeah, he was in Fifty Fifty. 
Oh, Night Before, though, is the one that I was I didn't see of. that. Oh, all right. The Christmas, but I really like, go by the movie, like, yeah, so I yeah yeah. Um, she's I think she's out acting him. <laughs> I well, don't, sure, sure. Well, yeah. yeah, it just seems like a, I couldn't get through. But that's I think that's that kind of works not just for the characters. There. I mean, yeah. I think he's he's pushing through some different difficult things, and she's, she's too perfect. She's, <laughs> well, she realizes that, and she's tired of it. And there's that I I uh, love that scene where she dismisses Megan. I think I think I think the character's name is Megan. I can't remember. Um, she dismisses everybody from the room, and she just lies on the floor and says, "I just want to quit and be a normal person." And he has brought, and I love the way that Tom put that in the in what he just said, uh, because Seth Rogen has this way of um, it, it's not easy to learn how to laugh on screen or in a play or whatever. Learning to laugh naturally is difficult. And Seth Rogen always seems to... That's what the Prime Minister to... was trying to tell us. Well, yeah, but Seth Rogen always seems to be able to do that in much the same way that Tom was talking about him being able to speak as if he's saying his own lines. He, he, he feels genuinely joyful and amused at life even when his character is experiencing pain uh and that's a difficult balance to watch um he's also really self-deprecating too which i, I think is yeah. a big part of his yeah. appeal is there's no sense of he's he, he's not like a cocky comic who's really demanding your attention and there's no like dane cook exactly there's no dane cook like conceit Ugh. about him or there's no manic yeah, robin williams or jim carrey thing he's just like a laid-back stoner who knows he's a stoner uh who probably is as surprised as we are that he's as, as successful as he is. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. So I just find uh, him really accessible yeah. to, to watch. And Charlize mm-hmm. Theron is just plain, uh, you know, she is just, she's out acting him. You're right, Kelly Wan, because she's, she is so darn perfect. I mean, there's just something almost ethereal about how yeah. amazing she is in pretty much anything. And it's I distracting I, me from the movie. <laughs> maybe, well, here's way. the thing, Kelly Wan. Here's the thing that I think you have to understand about. Yes, teach me, because I don't know okay. romantic comedies, and they kind of they always kind of rub me the wrong way. Like I feel like I'm being preached at. So right. Like I don't really believe. Here, no, here's your, I get hostile. Right. Here's the deal, and I love how a uh, movie I recently saw that uh, I think you might appreciate if not enjoy uh called isn't it romantic plays with and the deal is romantic comedies take place in an alternate reality this is not the world that we live in yeah, yeah, the rules sure. in a romantic comedy are not the rules of the real world but and do they have obstacles in them usually yes they always have I, an obstacle they always have the obligatory yeah. second act contrived uh, uh, drama where the, the two people split up. That's always, always, always part of what happens in a romantic comedy is there needs right. to be this tension introduced and then it, they get past it and they realize that they matter most to each other and there's generally some then proclamation of their love in front of a bunch of people, either at a well, wedding or on yeah. TV or at a party or whatever. Uh, so this is <clears throat> this is a different world and this is always how it works in that different world. Uh, those are the rules. As sure as in an action movie, James Bond isn't going to get shot and killed by a gun. Uh, so I just think when you go to romantic comedy, you have to understand you're not watching the real world. But uh, isn't it more romantic if she loses the election and she's like, "Fuck it, I don't care. We can do more good together." Like, well, it, if everything it, like the crowd, the, like she gets elected really easily of his. I don't know. Like I resent the implication that the American public 
that elected Bob Odenkirk's character would go, oh, yeah, Seth and Charlize, we want this now. Uh, again, now I think it's – Now we're woke. Right. It's part of this alternate – reality uh because right, right. also the movie too it's, it's gonna this is a thing too that romantic comedies will do is they have to have their cake and eat it too they have to introduce that tension and they have to make it supposedly believable even though it almost never is that suddenly the characters realize that they have to be apart uh and then at the last minute they have to throw them together and assume there's going to be a happily ever after situation similarly this movie expects us to believe like part of the dramatic tension in this which is so contrived and it is the contrived drama that splits them up is that she has to choose between being in love with fred and being the president and that's that's the the difficult decision and that's what splits them apart but then the movie closes by telling us oh we were just kidding that's not really a dilemma she can have both of them uh and you're right she was true to herself by finding her inner seth rogan on but that's all part of what, what romantic comedies do is they, they present this drama that we could all understand what it's like to be at loggerheads with someone that you love, to think, fuck, I shouldn't be with this person. This isn't working out. And then to reassure you in the end that, yeah, it's all going to work out and it's going to be fine and you're going to live happily ever after. That's part of what romantic comedies do is they're very yeah. reassuring about the doubts that people have about relationships. They're like comfort yeah. food, basically. Um, so when it introduces – That just seems like a more interesting premise. <laughs> like well, the whole yeah i don't think you can look at this movie too uh, politically this movie doesn't take this movie i don't think takes politics seriously and i don't think uh, i don't think there's anything politically news jokes i don't think there's anything politically relevant in this movie there's fox news jokes but again this is an alternate reality where the woman on fox news is going to get so put out with her co-hosts that she's going to bean one of them with a coffee cup and leave and those those fox and friends jackasses in the morning they're going to get theirs by golly they're going to get their comeuppance that's part of the gets elected that's part of the ridiculous fiction of this this alternate world is that you know andy circus's rupert murdoch that his blackmail tricks will not work um you know that his media empire will not be able to to demonize Charlize Theron as a woman, uh, you know that's that's the world that this takes place. This also takes place in a world where a black, where a Republican can be a decent person. Like it would have right. us believe that when O'Shea Jackson gets up there and says, "Hey, I'm a Republican. Furthermore, I'm a Christian," yeah. we've been led to believe he's a decent person. But we live in a world now where no decent people are Republicans. Republicans now are it's it's the party of Trump. It is no longer the party of the ideology that O'Shea Jackson espouses about pulling yourself by your bootstraps. That's the whole. That's this movie's idea of a Republican, and it's no longer relevant. You know, this movie's idea right. of Fox News. Is is that their media propaganda empire will not work, that the people will see through it. Woman co-hosts. Yeah, Yeah, the people will see through it, exactly. Would you have preferred him to say that he's a conservative? Because conservatives are a thing Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I do think that that's so, and it's part of, you know, Kelly was making jokes about Game of Thrones jumping the shark, uh, but I think the far more dated bit of this is us, is, O'Shea Jackson's I'm a Republican speech. Yeah, uh, yeah, because he's not – that's not what a Republican is, what he describes. These days, a Republican is someone who has sacrificed any uh, intellectual and political integrity to support – They don't become friends with Seth Rogen's character. Well, he's done a – it's in the service of a joke, basically. I mean um, Seth Rogen's character is saying – I'm a racist. You're a Republican. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. Right. Uh, so he's he's kind of casting racist against Republican and saying, 
like I'm this, you're that. This doesn't make any sense to me. So using conservative <laughs> wouldn't work, but conservative uh, makes more sense for that character than Republican does. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it just exactly, and it's just really I like it's, Veep level jokes in my Seth Rogen Shirley's Thrawn movies. Well, Damn it. I, well, Veep is a satire, and this isn't a satire. I know. Like this, this is you know, this the the idea is they're, they're trying to deliver some feel good. Hey, there's good people on both sides. Take uh, in that scene, and that's just. Yeah, that's really dated and it doesn't hold. Again, it's the alternate reality in which this movie takes place. And Kelly Wan, to what you're saying, <clears throat> I mean, I really enjoyed the movie and I really enjoyed watching these two leads and I, I liked the script. I loved the support. Uh, June Diane Raphael, by the way, as Maggie, she knocked it out of the park. I loved she her. She was amazing. She was yeah. great, yeah. Um, but but Kelly, to, to what you're saying, it, it, there was part of me watching this. It, it made me sad. The, the idea that, yeah. you know, to see a, a world where the United States is ready for a woman president. Like, that was kind of yeah. sad to watch. Cause it doesn't care about a jerk-off. <clears throat> we learned... Like, oh, nice well, that also, it. yeah. Like, <clears throat> it, it did remind me of, like... And, and the movie took pains, too. Like, it, I noted it wasn't a sex tape. Uh, like Yeah, the, he doesn't do anything too dis disgraceful he does something that's not that bad as opposed to like it'd been child well, it, porn it wasn't no it wasn't something that, that his girlfriend it wasn't about her sexuality is the thing because i, yeah. I think also if uh, good point. the movie had to sell it that way is it she kind of had to be above being a sexual creature and like even even the joke where he says <laughs> what are your favorite positions and she says don't be gross like that was funny i loved that little bit um but the movie, I like the choke line. That was good. That, you that know what, Kelly Wan? I did as well. Yeah, I, and that was yeah. super sexy, by the way, and super hot. Um, all improv. But the well, uh, I, I the also, whole. I, I loved how she how they kind of managed the scene where she's like, "Oh, I'm your boss all day, and now I'm bossing you in bed. You can do whatever you want, but then you have to do this." <laughs> yeah. That yeah, good. that was cute. And on that day, um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It just when she looked at him in their non-sex scenes, she it looked like she just met him. Right before the shot started to me, like that was distracting me. Like I couldn't tell if she really liked him or not. Like, or she was just preparing herself for the scene. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I didn't get that sense, but fair enough. I didn't either. I, I got the sense that she was increasingly attracted to him based on his writing, which is a tr which is fun for a writer to uh, think about. Sure, but, but what's the know. writing that? No, but the writing in these movies, like, we're just told he's a good writer, but we don't see... Like, he's making 90210 references. That's what turns are like... Well, we're not... Again, it's an alternate reality, Kelly, one. You have to uh, take it on faith. It's, yes, he's a good writer. The movie isn't about his writing. <laughs> it's, the writer of the movie should... That's, like, their challenge. It's like, i got to write something good enough for to, to, like, make... No, it's not. Like, in some movies, you can just yeah, take it on faith that someone is a genius or is good at what they're supposed to be doing creatively. Because you, you see it. But if someone's a writer, you, there's no proof of it unless you hear it. But if you right. if they go if a scientist goes, hey, I made a spaceship, I made a DeLorean that goes through time, and then it happens through special effects, you go, oh, well, obviously he's a genius because only a genius can make that. But in writing, you shouldn't you shouldn't even tread in those waters unless you can do the money shot. There there is a great moment in the movie Dave where he's, he's, he's where he's practicing uh, the the press conference and he's showing. Uh, Kevin Pollock, not Kevin Pollock, Ke uh, Kevin Dunn. Sorry, um, it, like he's he's talking about this one speech that the president gave, and he's quoting the speech. And Kevin Dunn just sits down and on says, 
I, I, I wrote that. And it's a beautiful little political speech. And it's just a very quick moment. So I, I kind of understand what you're saying, Kelly. Um, like a painting will be as good. Like you go, oh, that guy's really good. Like you can believe that it's a good artist. Or right. I don't uh, know. And I I, if you can't I do it, it's, it hurts the, the final product. One of the things that Tom was talking about as far as romantic comedies being formulaic uh, is that what you said? You didn't. Say, I don't mm-hmm. think you. said No, no, that. yeah, they are. I mean, well, there's okay. a, there's a formula. They're not all formulaic. Right. Like that's part of the genius of Down with Love is, uh, and and La La Land, by the way, also in a way it's a musical, but it it definitely yeah, I like La La Land. subverts the formula of a romantic comedy. Yeah, it yeah. subverts it. I like it when it gets subverted. But La La, but I would say, not... I would say La La Land though is not a romantic comedy though. You well, told I... me not to watch. Isn't it romantic? Because it because de- it. It sells out at the end. Like, well, yeah, right. It's like not it. for you, Kelly Wan, because it is a romantic right. comedy, but it plays with the idea that romantic – it literally plays with the idea that romantic comedies take place in an alternate reality. Like that's the whole conceit. <laughs> right, where where we're going to run down the street. I mean it, like in Manhattan or when Harry met Sally, we're going to – I can't get a cab, so I'm just going to run and run and run and run. She hates and, it. Rebel Wilson's character doesn't. And stop somebody from leaving. Yeah, this movie Did you see it, kind of, Isn't it romantic? No. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you were. So the so the there there that is a staple of some romantic comedies where one character is running, running down the street to get to another character, or driving down the street to get to another character. Uh, in this movie, yeah, slightly like slightly <laughs> subverts it because they're both driving no... magically through no traffic. Right. And um, and, and, and what's the time limit? <laughs> and he doesn't. He doesn't stop her from getting to the airport or wherever. Uh, instead, he goes – he tries to get to her, and he misses her. And then he goes back to his apartment, and she's run to him. Uh, and this is this is sort of part and parcel of something that our, our writer in her this week, uh, uh, Chris Markinson, said is that uh, he really um, – he, he – He's not crazy about this movie, but he gets out of negative – he says, I, I'm getting out of a negative mode to say that he appreciates that they had the female lead being the one in power rather than what sure. Nora is. Uh, and the fact that she came to him and yeah. sat there waiting for him to finally come home instead of him like chasing her down at the airport is is a way of breaking out of that formula a little, a little bit. <sighs> They just didn't look like they were having as much fun as they should. <laughs> uh, I, you talk about laughing before Dingus. I loved her spit take and laughing at uh, <laughs> at Seth Rogen's outfit. And I was reminded of another uh, bit of performance that I've seen Charlize Theron do that she's remarkable in. And that's on a little bitty segment with Zach Galifianakis of Between Two Ferns. Yeah. Where she's she's just, a garden doll. She's really good. Yeah, exactly. And she's really good at, at, at laughing and at, at yeah. acting as if something is hysterical. Uh, and, and I just I, – she totally won me over I can see them dating. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis? How is that After any different that from con- Seth Rogen? Because that conversation was – she he was making her howl with laughter. And in this – Seth Rogen wasn't – he was just being cute, but he wasn't being hysterically funny, I didn't think. That like, one – so that four-minute segment you think is a more believable romantic yeah, relationship. Yeah, that's my point. That's <laughs> my over. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's harsh, she Kelly Wand. With, I know. I know. <laughs> what can I say? I think yeah, – but he that's how funny – because also she's – being weird with him too and she's talking about how hot she is or something like temperature wise right right and they're like my, my thighs are sweating like i don't know what she's doing but it 
it's hot. It's good. I don't know. They're clicking. And then he says, and then she calls him a garden gnome and he goes, I hope your dog dies because she said like a sick dog or something. Right, yeah, and then yeah. she cackles even louder. See, they have a connection. I don't know. Seth, Seth Rogen's hit and miss for me. I that's think. not it's a connection. Like my, uh... That's just, that's people be, that, that, like there's, Kelly Wan, that's ridiculous. What are you talking <laughs> it's about? It's a skit. It's a skit that they're doing. How does yeah, that connect? sex with her <laughs> after that skit. Seth Rogen's not going to have sex with her. I, the writing, the, like the only writing we're shown of Seth Rogen's is like, man, two party systems got to get butt fucked. It's like, really? That's like how he wins her heart. I don't know. No, Any more? There's that Anymore. whole there's that whole montage where he's interviewing her and talking. They should have more adventures together. There weren't any adventures. There's nothing happening. They go to the fucking closet, and make out instantly. I thought he'd do uh, something. They courageous. saved people's like, lives during a rebel insurgency. Hello. By carrying them a few feet. And the, they yep. didn't take bullets. They didn't shoot. If they'd shot guns, I think I would have liked the movie. Like if the movie had gone there, like it goes full adaptation. You can't you can't do that in a romantic comedy, Kelly. What? No, Look you can't have formula. you can't have a gunfight in a romantic comedy. Sorry. It's against the rules. Also, I love that she says the line, I, I usually last longer. <laughs> yeah, see? That was great. They have a lot of good sex lines. But he looks like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm having a sex scene with Charlize Theron on his face. <laughs> like, we all went. <laughs> I'm like, I know! But Zach Galifianakis would have gone, yeah, let's just get through this. <laughs> what? Literally between two ferns. Yeah, I have no idea where you're... Where you figure that that's more of a relationship than, than this movie. That makes no sense, Kelly. Well, I I believed in her character, but not his. So I was like watching this, my arms folded like, what? Come on. Threw the laptop out. She's still, all right. Chris is also uh, a little annoyed, I think, at the, at the sorry joke. He says that, of oh, course, right. that course made me laugh because of the abuse I have suffered at the ends of a couple of my American friends who shall remain nameless. The whole sorry thing. It's is all that about, of course. It's poor Canadian. That's the thing. Canada's the last uh, country you can make fun of because you know they're not going to take it seriously enough to be offended. They're like, ah, it's, you know, oh, real good. Thing. Like they don't care. I do like, wish they'd done a little. They'd done a little more with uh, Alexander Skarsgård as a dork. Like that. That was cute casting, and I, I. It just seemed like a. It seemed like a casting gimmick. I was hoping he would be more of a character. That's Seth's competition. That's how stacked the deck is. That's what a long shot Seth is, is that he's up against that character. Well, right. Yeah, this, is, this isn't See, a... See, there was... It's not a love is that triangle, part of the formula? Kelly See, uh, Well, it depends on, is, is this a, a love triangle, romantic comedy, or not? Generally, Aren't if it's a love triangle, that's more of a... Well, that, that's less of a comfort food romantic comedy. You know that the, no, the thing is the thing is the threat triangle. to the main couple's relationship in a romantic comedy can't be credible. Like, it has to be some dork or some asshole or some laid-back handsome. It has to be like John Hamm in Bridesmaids, for instance. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. Yeah. That's true. But that was an interesting love triangle. Because she, I don't know. It's John Hamm. Well, he was a dick. <laughs> I know, but he was Yeah, and the, the audience kind of... thinks that she should be with Chris O'Dowd in that movie, of course. Yeah. Sure. But in that, see, that's the thing. I like that movie. So the audience also... thinks that she should be with Seth Rogen. And and not uh, Alexander Skarsgård in this movie. See, I think because Kristen Wiig and Chris O'Dowd in that movie, they do fun things together, like radar gun people and stuff. You uh, don't think that you don't think that going around to other countries is uh, is fun? It's not seen. It's not shown as fun. <laughs> you don't do anything fun. <laughs> they look he at an aurora borealis, Kelly Wand. Oh my God! Really? Is that part of the formula? <laughs> What's? And he cries, so she likes him. Ah, so easy. 
<laughs> I don't know. I feel like you guys uh, need to rethink the formula. You need to shake it up a little bit. Margaretson loved the fire. Northern Lights moment. How did you feel about it? Tom, Me or no? I I I I was so I mean I'm pretty much on board with everything in this. So yeah, it was. Uh, I mean the idea is too like in in this world, world. the you know there's no ambiguity about environmental issues and so right. uh, you know they 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 connected on that of course yeah yeah and I, I like the idea too that he was the the weepy one that was really yeah cute. and that's that's totally me I mean I've. Uh, we've got our friend Alexandra who will will be watching a movie, even if it's a bad movie, and I'll be weeping. And she'll look at me and she'll be like, "Are you crying?" And it was ex- it's it, she says it in exactly the same tone. During Predator Two, says it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Charlie says it in this. Are you crying? So Odenkirk's character would make a Charlie's character his Secretary of State. Part of the formula. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are. I, I will say where the you know where the it departs from the formula is it's generally not about a high-profile political character. What what was Richard Gere in Pretty Woman? I don't think I've ever seen Pretty Woman. Was he in politics or was he like a lawyer, just a he rich a guy? Real, or? He had a job where he was like he'd buy companies and then break them up. So, okay, so Julia so it Robert. Any fear of heights, by the way, also so. <laughs> So it's not like he was a political figure, like there there was no controversy. No. Okay, he's a finance dude. But he did something right. scummy that Julia Roberts' exposure to her taught. And then he he meets like an old man, like a Sam Elliott kind of guy. And Why do you ask about a cool here? company? Oh, I was just thinking about about uh, about romantic comedies where there might be a high-profile politician as one of the characters. I mean, I can think of the Colin Very Firth Marshall. the Colin Firth plotline in Love Actually, maybe. Yeah, I yeah. Seen that or down with love or most. If it I, has I love, love in the title, I'm out. Like, I hate love actually. I mean, I, I, you? I really. See, I would get them mixed work. up. I would watch one and go, "This is the top one." Tom likes. What's about dance contest? Right? Well, no, you would. Dance. You would not. You would not confuse down with love and love actually. <laughs> you would. What? No, not. Have you not seen down with love? Yeah, it's total schmaltz. The love actually, and and yeah, I, I, like I have a real. I have a real soft spot for love actually. Oh yeah, it works for a lot of people. You would hate it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, not for you, Kelly Wan. But Down with Love is definitely for you, Kelly Wan. I like they came Kelly together. Wan. Yeah, Down with Love okay. is 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 a, has Down a little bit of a bite to it, which is really kind of. That's wonderful. what I need in my romantic comedies, baby. Who's Savitry? Who's Renee Zellweger's? Is it Megan Mullally? Who's the uh, Renee Zellweger's friend in Down with Love? Oh, I don't Do remember. remember. Okay. So uh, I don't know. I, like I know June Diane Raphael is Paul Shear's husband or wife, um, but I don't think I've seen her in anything before because I didn't realize that was her as I was watching it. I was like, "Who is this woman? She's great." And then I looked it up and I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I know who that is. I know her name." Uh, should we know her from anything? I don't. Uh, I don't know things. I think me. she's been in like a like a bunch of TV shows, but I don't know. Yeah, because I, I liked her a lot. So, <clears throat> Kelly Wan, you asked me about a, a, a TV series called Glow recently. Yeah. Uh, she on that? In, no, but in Isn't It Romantic, the the analog the to June Diane Raphael's character in this movie is a really another good actress who I thought was really fascinating named Betty Gilpin. Do you know who she is uh, from Glow? Uh, No. I might be mis. I might okay. I think she's in Glow. I might be mistaking what she was in, but at any rate, uh, yeah. So yeah, June Diane Raphael. She was great in this. Uh, oh yeah, she's great on Glow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Betty yeah, Gilpin yeah. is. Or, That's what or, I thought you meant. Betty yeah, yeah. Gilpin. 
Yeah, Betty Gilpin is also really good in Isn't It Romantic. Um, She's a MILF. <laughs> well, Kelly Wand, let's come That's on. her character. Don't, don't be but gross. During the 80s. Is it? <laughs> Just choke me a little, Tom. <laughs> down with love. <laughs> oh, down with love. Uh, I should watch one of these movies just to like learn learn about them, so I can watch them. Watch watch Down with Love. Because neighbors, he's married to Rose Byrne, and they're they're kind of cute. Right. <laughs> now wait, why is that? She's she's that's what I'm saying. So she's it's not, totally it's hot. Not, why is that? Oh, so that did that bother you in neighbors? I don't recall you bringing that. No, because they sounded cheap. They had the same kind of sense of humor, and in this, it just I don't know. I didn't feel like they were making the same jokes or something. Okay. Or she was trying. I don't know. Or he was just too overwhelmed by her to like make his seem. <laughs> and also, his character looked really goofy. Like, I really was hoping they were going to shave him. Like that he would get rid of the beard and clean up at the end. Because he's some a point. handsome man. He is, and he did. He looked fine in the tuxedo finally. But I was, I was hoping they were just going to go whole hog and give him a complete makeover and be a respectable guy. And it was throwing me off. Too. Yeah. And that would have been the first thing, like. You know, like that windbreaker. A... Oh my god, that was. Yeah. <laughs> that was it's like the... an Ali G. Right. <laughs> so not only is she fucking Seth Rogen, she's fucking Seth Rogen looking like that. His and wardrobe. That's what yeah. I, and, and that's where I'm supposed to go. Yeah, I hope they get together. I hope she keep. I hope this guy gets her. To be fair, he does lose the teal windbreaker before too long. It, it, at least I think we get at least the last half of the and movie without writer. the teal windbreaker. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, uh, I liked his uh, Captain Crunch joke. I thought it was funny. There's some good dialogue in this. Yeah. Uh, did I laughing see, a little. Did either of you see Tully? No. no I was mixed and, up okay. with Sully. And Markinson kept wanting me to watch it, and I I wanted to watch it before I did my list last year, but I never. It's just it. another example of I think how much range that that Charlize Theron has. Uh, it's yeah. yeah. She's just she's just absolutely remarkable. Well, we so. knew that from the get go. But I liked her, her, like, we don't normally see her look like this, like where she's kind of a, like, I kind of bought her as a politician, even. It kind of made me think, oh, she should run for something. Well, I mean, that was, that was, I mean, she's cast in this because she's like a, a perfect public persona. And yeah, like, like, she she's like, you need celebrity for this role, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it makes me bummed I'm not in that universe. Where, I don't know. Like, yeah, I would. I could solve problems and have sex with the Secretary of State. Just name America. <laughs> I could, you know, I, just pay me to write lines for hot chicks. It's a good skill to have if you can't. Go. I don't think. Did you say Renee Zellweger was in Love Actually? Yeah, it's Renee Zellweger and Ewan McGregor. Ugh. No, that's Down with Love. All right. Oh, yeah, you're just down with love. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I wasn't talking about All love, right. actually. Yeah, oh love, God. actually, is a, just a bunch of English people, pretty much. Oh, and Andrew Lincoln from Walking Dead. <laughs> wow, I don't know even what you're talking about. Yeah, good for you, Dingus. You you got the better end of the deal there. Tom doesn't like his beard. Ugh. Tom doesn't like <laughs> I wish they would shave See, that as well. Seth Rogen an... and Andrew Lincoln, get them both in a two-for-one at a barbershop, definitely. What if Andrew Lincoln had been the <laughs> Seth Rogen part in Longshot? Uh, it would have been completely unbelievable. There's no See? way that Chalice Theron would be with Andrew Lincoln. No, I... <laughs> I don't hate I... Seth Rogen. I really think it's just this character was annoying for a Seth Rogen character. You know what annoys me is when, um, when a character... Uh, and in this case, it's a Shea Jackson Jr. Uh, goes into a bar and goes, I'll have a beer. <laughs> yeah. I hate that so much. Did he just well, order a beer? 
Yeah, you just said, uh, I'll take a beer. Yeah, you. We have a thousand beers. Right, they have what to ask you what flavor. wrong with you? Right. Doesn't she say something, or did I imagine that and misremember it? Does she go, "We have a thousand beers"? No, nobody says anything because he's already sitting at the bar, and no Shay Jackson sits <laughs> down and goes, "I'll have a beer," and then the guy. Is that part of the formula? Him, hands him a beer. No, it's <laughs> just. There's another the part of the formula. Product I placement ask. thing, or who knows? I just. At the end of. I hate that. It's like. The thing that I hate that I noticed at this point, Dingus, which is similar to me. Uh, for that press conference scene, they had wow, they must have gotten about twenty extras for that. Yeah. <laughs> and they have one secret service. And actually, it wasn't even a press conference; it was her speech. It was her speech to announce that she was running, and they got about yeah. twenty people in the crowd. Like yeah. that. Come on, you guys have a Charlize Theron movie, Jonathan Levine. You can't get more than twenty extras for the big speech scene. What? <laughs> I was telling telling Kelly Wand about this science fiction movie with Robert Pattinson I just watched uh, called uh, High Life by a French director named Claire Denise, who I really like. Um, And in this, it's a a science fiction movie that's set on a spaceship. And they've got Robert Pattinson, they've got Juliette Binoche, and for the production design of this spaceship, they must have spent hundreds of dollars. It is amazing (laughs) how it looks. So it always amuses me when when you you watch a movie and you see where something went wrong with the budget or the day that they were shooting and they just don't have the resources that a movie would normally get in that situation. Uh, so yeah, that that announcement speech. I, there were literally about twenty people and they had to shoot around it in certain ways. So yeah. Dingus, you being bugged with the beer, I always notice when they don't have enough extras for a scene. How does yeah. the uh, the spaceship uh, thing that you're talking about manifest? <laughs> Does it just oh, look it, like an office building or something? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely – it's an office building. It's the walls. It's just a table. There's a monitor on it, like a modern monitor. There's an air conditioning duct, like especially after watching something like Prospect where there was yeah. just so much care and craft in the production design. Uh, this is just, just lazy square rooms and the, the space suits just are completely just – they're like jumpsuits like the painters would wear or something. Uh, it's really sad. Um, that's so weird to me because I think of a movie like Pandorum, which can't I yeah. can't imagine had a huge budget, but gorgeous, really makes yeah. the most of it. Yeah. Makes it look beautiful. Yep, yep. The times when I wasn't distracted by Angie Trow, I did notice there was a really cool spaceship back there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what Tom needs. <laughs> I need a lot of extras in my political uh, announcement speeches. And I need convincing yeah. spaceships well, that don't just have square walls and ceilings. And high well, ceilings. I think they spent their extras budget on the inauguration because they made they made a point. Oh, yeah. of... <laughs> Dingus, that stock footage. No, you don't get points for your stock footage. <laughs> extras and romantic comedies it was are just point of a like, clap at whatever's going like, on. Like, ha there were actual people at the inauguration. Yeah. Baba, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever. There's a movie called Picture Perfect with Jennifer Aniston and Jay Moore as a guy who... Uh, Ew. Jennifer Aniston's not a movie star just because she's in movies. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and Jay Moore... It was her first movie, too. Oh. She's supposed to be dorky at it. And she treats... And so Jay Moore's job is videotaping weddings, and so she treats him like garbage for the whole movie, and then she realizes she likes him because he gives her a watch. And then... She goes to – he's working and videotaping a wedding, and they're in the middle of the vows, and she walks into the church and goes, hey, I love you. We're to, we should be together. We're, we're forever. You gave me that watch. That was really cool. And everyone at the wedding and all the pews turns around and, like, watches smiling. 
including the bride and groom. And Kelly Wand, it's the formula. It's the formula, Kelly Wand. So if I'm getting married yes, in my on. life and, right. and, and the guy videotaping my wedding, a woman right. comes in and starts screaming at him, mm-hmm. I'm going to go, hold everybody, let's uh, – Oh look, yeah. they got together. She, she yeah, Kelly Wan because after all. yes, have sex tonight. You know hey. you're in a romantic comedy and you're not the lead character, of course. That must be great. That must be a great feeling. <laughs> so that maybe uh, the Baxter with uh, Elizabeth Banks about the guy who who gets left at the altar for the hero. What is that? It's a movie. It's the get guys you don't like. It's the wet hot. Guys. Oh, it's David Wayne and those guys. Yeah. Oh, good mm-hmm. lord. Yeah. Okay. They have Elizabeth Banks and she's the girl. And, uh, never mind. You know I, what? I, I watched uh, Walk of Shame. I've, I've got my Elizabeth Banks cred. Oh, it's on Netflix. Can't what wait. is? Walk, Walk of Shame? Walk some, of Shame is cute. It's some really weird... I think I've seen parts of it. Yeah, that's for you. All right, what were you going to say, <laughs> Dingus? Uh, I was going to ask a... Uh, I know this is usually your purview, but I was going to ask a good writing, bad writing question. Oh, yeah, um, good. Yeah. Because uh, Chris Markinson really liked this, and I wanted to know what you guys thought about it when they're in Argentina. And Seth Rogen says, the guys who killed my grandparents could be hiding out here. <laughs> well, then there's a Hitler joke, too. Well, I, I think the whole Nazis going to South America, like, I don't I don't understand. I mean, I know that some of them did, but I— Boys from wh- Brazil, bro. Who— I mean, I guess so, but who gets that joke anymore? Like, is that? I, I mean, I know no we do. But, jokes yeah, but who's seen Boys from Brazil? And who knows that actually that Nazis did actually run off to Latin America? But but remember when that was Titanic weird... came out and the millennials were like, "Wait, I just found out this was a real shit." So Dingus, a uh, good writing t- twenty or thirty years ago. <laughs> That's what All I right. would say. It still made me giggle though. Oh um, yeah, yeah, me too. I'm yeah. kind of with Chris on that. I kind of giggled. I do hate it though when like. What's the movie where there's the the two romantic leads? It might even be Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, where they're calling out people in the audience. It's like, hey, there's Mexican Joe Pesci. Um, is that is that Kiss uh, Kiss Bang Bang? Or Dawn yes. of the Dead? Yes, it's it's yeah. him and Michelle Monaghan at the bar, and and they're and they're doing that. You're so absolutely right. I, when they do stuff like that, I don't I don't. The, you can't. You don't get credit for that because what they just did is they did a casting call for someone, or they or they looked at someone's yeah. headshot and like, okay, this guy looks like a man. Okay, we're going to use him as a joke in in this particular scene. So they just did that with some poor guy who looked like Hitler. I'm like, I just I just am keenly aware that it That's... got that it got faked for the movie because I I know that that there was a cat that they put out a casting call call. We need some guy who looks like Hitler, or we need some guy who looks like a Mexican yeah. Joe Pesci. So I feel like they're cheating. They should put uh, the actors in a room and then make them come up with actual people who look like other people to make those jokes. <laughs> or it's like when people that? are it's like when people are making fun of people's outfits in movies. Um, yeah. The the outfitter like came up with all that stuff. Based on the joke that was written, like it yeah, was done so backwards. His work. They didn't have to. Yeah, they didn't have to. Like nobody had to be clever and think of something I funny know. about something somebody was was wearing. Somebody wrote something to be a joke, and then the outfitter had to make the outfit for the joke. I, I just, yeah. It's I mean, I'm okay. Most important day of work. It's, and that's one of my favorite things that Kelly did in his opsis was talking about like why would he why would he put that right. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if, if it works for fuck it. I'll just wear my blazer. <laughs> but here's the deal, though. That was all about selling Charlize Theron's spit take and her yeah. hysterical giggle. Of course, of course. Yeah, that's, that it's is all a good great. payoff, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh. So very good. But remember right. in the internship? Uh, no. <laughs> in the trailer, <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Is that the no? I will not have a beard with you. Is that that movie? 
It was, uh, they see an old, a bald man in a wheelchair, and they tell the guys, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Professor X. Professor X. Professor X. Exactly, um, Telly One. It's exactly that. So they put out a casting call. punches him. Yeah, we need, to, we need someone to shave his head who's like about 60 years old, and we're going to put you in a wheelchair so that they can make this joke as if it was an off-the-cuff observation. Yeah. And then that guy goes, yes, and Storm and uh, Wolverine, and then they still don't get it. Which to me is like, why wouldn't they know? Like, why haven't these characters seen the X-Men movies? And then the guy punches them, and then that's the prank. And then that's in the trailer, so it wasn't improvised or a casting thing. It was like, oh, let's do a whole X-Men joke where we get a guy who looks like him. I just remember them writing on a whiteboard or something with a Sharpie and somebody going, you know, that's a Sharpie. (laughs) Now I want to see this. You guys are making me want to see the internship. Nice work. (laughs) All that joke I get. All right. So uh, Chris uh, finally says, um, and I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. Uh, I never would have guessed that the media giant dude was Andy Serkis. Oh, my God. Me either. I was like, what poor schlub is doing that part? I didn't yeah. either. I had no idea. Yeah, did Kelly, one, did Kelly? you know that was Andy Circus under there? No, I didn't. Yeah. And it was a kind of broad, you know. It was really broad. He didn't broad. say anything funny. We weren't yeah. supposed to laugh at him. He was just like a plot contrivance. He really was, like a, a really grotesque plot contrivance, too. Like, right. it was just weird. If he'd been the love interest, it would have been an interesting <laughs> Like, it... <laughs> Or the, uh, or even instead of the prime minister, it's like Seth has to beat him. It's like, oh wait, she's she's falling for the public. She's falling for somebody more schlubby than I am. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dingus, did you ever watch all of uh, Under the Silver Lake? Did you Did you see that? Yeah. So. (laughs) So there, there's the, a likable character. Well, no, I was fascinated. So it's when somebody shows up in a part and you don't recognize them and you later go to look up who they are and you're like, oh, that was so and so. There's a part near the end of the uh, under the Silver Lake where he he comes up across this guy who's supposedly pulling all the strings of this conspiracy who's singing at a piano and he has a, a big, long scene with that guy. And the guy is great in that scene. You know what I'm talking about, Kelly Wand? No. You know, where he discovers the guy running the conspiracies who, who tells him all of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah, and if the guy's yeah. like playing on a piano and there's a, they shoot at each yeah. other. Like, I, that guy was really fascinating. And I was yeah. like, this has got to be someone famous. I can't, I'm going to go look up who this is when I get home. And it was nobody I'd heard of. Like, and I love yeah. that. Like, I, you know, I look at this and I'm like, who's that? And I look it up. Like, oh, they put Andy Serkis under a bunch of makeup. Um, like, what a, in a way, what a waste of Andy Serkis. Uh yeah, but for the Silver Lake character, you need someone unknown for the line. Well, I, well that, I don't know. I mean, either someone unknown or someone recognizable. Like, Well, then you go, oh, Andy Serkis wrote all – there's a movie. I saw a trailer. Never mind. <laughs> I don't mind Andy Serkis getting that kind of work. I mean, he's kind of got a Lon Chaney thing going on. Yeah, 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 exactly, Dingus. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you know, yeah, probably he had to – you know, he was probably there for like a week, week and a half. So, yeah. But I, it really was weird, like – Wondering, hey, who's this disgusting guy? <laughs> Going, oh, super handsome Andy Circus under there. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Well, yeah, and, man, look, he gets his just desserts. What does it's happen the formula. to him? No, he's, uh, he's, he's just there on the. plan fails. And I guess he's killed. <laughs> <laughs> Off screen, right, I see. Uh, by Seth Rogen. <laughs> He's now a hitman. He's joined the Secret Service. Kelly, one, I like, like that first you, daughter. 
they should have brought you in to punch up the script, add some stuff like that. Yeah. Stoddard's my other over. I like yeah, he's the punch up guy. Katie Holmes. <laughs> yeah. What's, see? what's first daughter? It's Katie Holmes as the first daughter, and Michael Keaton is the president. And she falls for her Secret Service protector. Aw. Who's that? Who's played by that? <laughs> Wait, that's a court dude. Someone, I don't know. Some doofus. There's one where. I think there's an Amanda Bynes one though, which has the same plot. Oh, there is. There is an Amanda Bynes one. What is that called? Oh and my she god. She falls for the president or something. It's even weirder. There is an. Oh man, I remember my friend Jay lo- loving that. It's just Amanda an American Bynes. girl or something. <laughs> That's funny that you bring up Amanda Bynes' name. <laughs> yeah, and it bothers me that the Katie Holmes one is the one I've seen and I haven't seen it. <laughs> and Katie Holmes was kind of a ripoff of it. But I liked Kitty Holmes more at the time. <laughs> uh, Man, I'm, I haven't heard the name of Amanda Bynes in a while. Is it weird at all that Katie Holmes has dated both the leads in Collateral? Like she's going <laughs> through. I didn't know she dated both of them. Jamie Foxx? Married one of them. Yeah, she's with Jamie Foxx right now. Oh, oh really? Them. I'm very happy for them. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Well, okay, let's let's Wonder be if done with these movie, romantic comedies. Let's get back to uh, action movies for dudes, and Woo! let's see next week, uh, John Wick 3, Parabellum. Uh, if you're listening, you know you've probably seen it, or you will be seeing it. We want to know what you thought. Send your thoughts about John Wick 3 to 3x3 at quarter2three.com. Get that to us by Midnight Pacific on May 26th, and we'll incorporate your comments on the air if you have any questions for us. Mm-hmm. Uh Dingus, what 3x3 three three should folks be thinking about for the week after next? They should be thinking about gloves in movies. Mm. When we started and, recording, Kelly Wan seemed uh, very excited about that one. Yes, he did. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, if uh, if you guys, uh, uh, you listener peoples, um, you writer enters, have some ideas of your favorite gloves in movies, please write them into 3x3 at quarter2three.com. And uh, that's the week after next. Is that what you said? Yep. So get right. that to yeah. us by uh, Sunday, um, June 2nd. John uh, Wick and then gloves. John Wick and then gloves, exactly. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. there'll be gloves in John Wick as well. So we'll see. Spoiler. Join us for that. I'm Tom Chick. I have been here with Christian Moloski. It's Christian Moloski. And Kelly Wand. Flarsky. Longshot was my nickname for Carl Weathers on the set of The Predator because of his mustache and huge dong. Hail to the cheese, he's the one we all say hail to. We all say hail because he keeps himself so clean. He's got the power, that's why he's in the shower. A man kicked me in the back this weekend in South Africa, but I thought I was just being jostled by a grain of sand. On a card of South African people who don't know how the temperatures work. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have what eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Oregai Six. Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Hey, Tom, on Netflix, Jaws Three is listed under exciting movies. <laughs> as if. <laughs> I want to smoke a molly with you. Dingus, I'm disappointed him. you didn't say he's wasted, but he's also just stupid. Oh, that was a good line. <laughs> yeah, but th- I get in trouble sometimes for making him feel bad. Kelly Wan, do you feel bad if someone says that about you? I feel bad if they say I'm like the Seth Rogen character. <laughs> <laughs>